is Deserter. The South London-tinged podcast about having nothing to do and all day to do it in. In this episode, we ride the new Northern Line extension. Yeah, and we have a chat with the Bromley backhand, Emma Raducanu, in a world-exclusive interview with the tennis sensation. Amazing. Uh, plus all the usual updates, news, dossers and scenes in what we might call a loosely packed show. Yeah, I think you could. Stuffed half full with the antics of a couple of lazy, unemployed oafs. Uh, with the other half not quite as good as that. I'm the Dulwich Raider. And I'm the Dirty South. Right, mate, we've got nothing to do. We'd better get on with it. Yeah. How about we get on with a pub quiz? Yes, pub quiz. First pub quiz. Uh, OK, we're riding from Kennington to Nine Elms on the new Northern Line extension. <gasps> Very exciting. I know. Uh, we're currently in Cleaver Square being rather disappointed about the Young's pub not being open here. Yeah. Um, but we're off to Nine Elms. Uh, one option at Nine Elms is, of course, Nolan's, which we mentioned uh, earlier, didn't we? Right, yeah. Um, off air, while mm-hmm. we were having a coffee. Yeah. Um, it's, Nolan's is a classic Irish backstreeter, open at 11. Mm. No, that's um, what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, it's a Guinness pub, uh, right. which is, of course, code for no decent beers on. Mm-hmm. So partly because of that and partly for recording purposes, our first pub of the day is a different pub, another backstreeter off the South London Road mm-hmm. that I first came across on a wander around Vauxhall some years back. It had a slightly different name back then, but before even that it was known as the Builder's Arms. Right. And now it has been renamed in the honour of the legendary creature that features on the badge of Vauxhall Cars. Oh, for one English pint. Where in the world are we going? This station is Nine Elms. It's going to get confusing this, isn't it? Because... uh... I don't know about you, but I always remember the Northern Line from Amy Winehouse in the North, yeah. High Barnet. And then uh, More Than a Woman in the South. <laughs> now we've got Battersea Power Station station. Anyway, what do you think? Uh, well, it's new. It's, it's, it's new? Nice big? And new. Nice and big and new. No, exactly, yeah. Where you can get knocked onto the rail, can't you? Just think yeah. of something like Clapham North, where it's very... Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, great. Exciting. New, shiny. Uh, might even remember to take a photo of it. OK, so we've come out of uh, the rather impressive Nine Elms station and um, headed round a corner onto Wyville Road. And where, where are we, Vinny? We are at... The Griffin. We're at the Griffin, indeed we are. Until recently known as the Vauxhall Griffin. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that was in your piece. Wasn't that it? was in my piece on Vauxhall, yeah. And now it's the Griffin or Griffin Bell because it's looked after by a small pub chain called Bell. Um, the Griffin is, of course, a mythical creature with the head of an eagle the body of a lion and the legs of Peter Crouch. It's <laughs> <laughs> very odd looking fella. Um, and the beer is mythical too. The beer is mythical, yeah. They've got a London Pride and a Doom Bar on. Both were not up to scratch. They're no. both at the end of the barrel, but they were very good about it. We've got a free packet of crisps and a free pint of neck oil hmm. for trying it. So, 
If you want to get a cheap pint of neck oil <laughs> at the Griffin Bell, go in and ask for the ale. <laughs> well, it's a great sports pub as well. Isn't yeah, it? amazing. I mean, there's a great sports venue. I think all the Bell pubs are done out of sports bars. Right, aren't they? Okay. Yeah. I was astonished to see um, European cricket, Italy playing Finland. Yes, cricket. on Sky Sports 18. That's hallucinating. <laughs> Um, well, the first section is uh, what have we been up to? And um, unusually for us, it's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you. So you've been to see actual live music. Actual live music. I have. Yeah, a couple of places. Uh, the first was at the Wide Awake Festival in Brockwell Park, which was part of the weekend where they have I think Mighty Hoopla the next day, and then the. Mm. Uh, uh, across the tracks on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. This is uh, postponed from May, and it was. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't like hyperbole, Vinny, but I think it was probably the greatest thing I've ever been to. First of all, it was just amazing lineup of bands mm. with a very strong South London tinge. Yeah. Uh, Black Midi, Black Country, New Road, Goat Girl, Dry Cleaning, Shame, Idols, Slift, Daniel Avery, in a certain ratio. And that's that's just the ones that's, I, I saw. Yeah, what a lineup! Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you arrived there, you kind of knew you were going to have to miss some great bands, unfortunately. But there you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, someone said uh, you could have stayed on the windmill stage by the windmill stage. That's mm. named after the, uh, the pub. windmill pub in Brixton mm. all day and mm. had a great day. And it just goes to prove that South London is definitely the currently the indie scene epicentre. Right. I would say. It's a scene. It's a, it's scene. a scene going. Yeah. Not a social media scene. No, no, no. no a, a music scene. scene. Mm. Music scene. Mm. Um, and uh, even better than the bands mm. was the astonishing lineup of beers. Wow. <laughs> what a combination. Uh, there was this kind of, a kind of craft beer alley oh. with uh, eight or ten tents, all from South London Canopy, Brick, Mothership, Bullfinch, and loads of others. This is what I, I expect heaven to be like. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, the queues are all quite reasonable and fast moving and much better than you'd get at the Lambeth Country Show, for example. Mm. Uh, although, as someone did point out, the Lambeth Country Show doesn't cost 35 quid. <laughs> <laughs> um, more than that on the day, wasn't it? Like 50 quid, I think. 50 quid on the day, yeah. So, anyway, the early birds for May 2002 are on sale, and I implore you mm. to get a ticket. That's the Wide Awake Festival in Brockwell Park. Mm. Well, I do have a ticket. Unfortunately, oh. it clashes with my daughter's wedding, so. Mm. Which. Uh, because it's in May next year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's usually in May, yeah, yeah. Well, if you wait till near the time, you might be able to sell it for 50 quid. Then you earn 15 quid towards your flight to Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I also saw Jess Glynn um, down at Windsor Races, Mm. strangely enough. Yeah, Yeah, they sometimes have music on, not normally of the calibre of Jess Glynn, Mm. but... um, so we went down there. It was a lovely, uh, lovely day out, as you know. You know, it was. You get that lovely um, boat down from Windsor yeah. Station to the race course, just it's a long great enough for a gin and tonic. Yes. Uh, this was on a Saturday day, actually. It was Ladies' Day. Oh, was and, it? And the busiest day of the year, and a slightly different feel, mm-hmm. uh, filled with what I can only really refer to as white trash. <laughs> um, and uh, possibly because of that, um, the, the, the day was only marginally hampered by the presence of sniffer dogs at the <laughs> ooh, gate. Ooh. Um, which, since I'd had a, since I got a couple of blue beaters on me, mm. the ones I'd already prepared, um, I had to leave and stash them 
and return to the end of the very long queue. Where did to get you in. stash them? I stashed them under a bush by the river. <laughs> <laughs> so that when we came out, we could have a nice little smoke up. Perfect. I don't know what I don't really know what the sniffer dogs are looking at. I, mean, I thought maybe they're looking for explosives, or and I thought they might be looking for ketamine, because uh, the horses the love that. <laughs> they love it, don't they? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I didn't have uh, any winners, unfortunately, but um, we did get tanked up and watched Jess Glynn. Well, you're, you're both winners, there, yeah. Aren't you? Top, yeah. top notch. A uh, great, a uh, great. Well, ordinarily, of course, it's a Monday night during yeah. the summer season. Mm. I don't know why we're talking about it now. I've probably just had the last one, haven't they? But um, <laughs> it is a great trip, great trip. Mm. Get from Clapham Junction down to Windsor, 50, 50 minutes or so, and then the little boat. Yeah, it's a cracking night out. Um, so that was uh, Windsor, and then um, we, we had a couple of live gigs, didn't we? We've done a world tour, yeah. Yeah. Dulwich and Penge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first one was Penge. Uh, you, you, listeners uh, from last month may remember we mentioned the Pauline Arms uh, oh, yeah. and uh, imploring people to, to visit uh, because the uh, new manager was struggling to get a crowd with their you know with the pride pride uh, flag that they had behind the bar. And yes, getting uh, grief for it, and said you know that as long as I'm I'm here, that the flag stays. Yeah, we got there, he'd gone, and the flag had gone. Yes, um, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it was a bit of a throwback, wasn't it? I mean, it was by six thirty. Uh, you know, punters were having to be separated by security. It's yeah, it was interesting <laughs> to see a fight at six thirty. Uh, well, I mean, it was a Friday, and I think their Friday, to be fair, had started at lunchtime. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it uh, used to be nicknamed the Pauline Arms. The Pauline Arms, yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, we saw why, didn't we? But um, yeah, yeah on to Karma climbs yes. later in the evening we went up to the uh, SE20 cycles for Penn Cycle Club and we were doing a book reading yes that they'd invited us to do and had offered to not only pay us but let us drink as much beer as we could and eat chips and eat chips I mean it really was uh, what I want um, from my career yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, it was lovely as well wasn't it I mean really nice bunch lovely of people lovely crowd yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lovely, lovely little uh, sort of garden they've got yeah. out, out the back. Yeah. Um, it would be the first place, uh, first club I'd join if I cycled. Mm. Mm. And even, I'm thinking of joining and I don't cycle. Yeah, lovely little spot. And um, then we went on to the Dulwich Beer Dispensary the next night to yeah. fulfil a pledge reward doing some reading. Yeah, thanks to Tracy, Nicholas, Andrew, Alan, Derek and the Plus Ones and Cheeky Blagger, Mr Science, uh, for supporting the book and coming to hear us blather on. <laughs> and um, we followed that up, uh, well we wrapped up by nine o'clock in order to go inside and watch the US Open final. Yeah, amazing. Uh, where our Emma, the Bromley backhand... Mm. She's a bit like Andy Murray, isn't it? I was thinking, if she if she's a winner, she's from London. And when she starts losing, she's going to be from Kent. Yeah, yeah she's half Romanian, half Chinese, 100% South London. Yeah, and she's ours. Yeah, we went to um, Newstead Wood School, and uh, I, I, I wanted a girlfriend from there, actually. When I, was... I think you've had a girlfriend from every school <laughs> in the borough of Bexley, Bromley, Lewisham and Greenwich. Not lately. <laughs> yes, this is back when I was, you know, 17 and, well, not beautiful, but young. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so if you're listening, Anne, um, 
I just wanted to say sorry for dumping you um, for disrespecting David Bowie. Did you? Uh, yep. Um, By fax. <laughs> and I hope you found happiness. Now he's dead. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a tremendous night, crowded around the TV, uh, watching Emma, wasn't it? Um, yeah, some lovely beer, great company. Yeah. And, um, and, and uh, yeah, just great seeing a pub so wrapped with, you know, just completely focused on women's sport. Yeah, true, indeed. Um, and amazingly, uh, we've got uh, an interview with Emma lined up for later in the show. That is amazing. I can't believe... Uh, oh, Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you've been you've been further afield as well, haven't you? I have. Yes, I've been to Spain. Um, some of you may know I'm co-writing a non-deserter book called *The Roaring Red Front* with Stuart McGill. And the first part it's a, about left-wing football. And the first part of our research was to go to Cadiz in Andalusia uh, to watch uh, a game against Barcelona. Um, uh, and yeah, what a lovely trip that was. I went, went, st- started in Seville, uh, stayed overnight in Seville. We were on the uh, Puerta de la Carne, so you know, the gate of meat, <laughs> uh, where we had uh, some delicious uh, pig cheeks, mm. pork cheeks, yeah. uh, you know, tapas. Uh, I think I could be a partial vegetarian if they just allow me to continue eating the face cheeks. of pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we went on to. Uh, to Cadiz, which is great, really uh, warm city, um, and the, the pre-match ritual was good. Yeah, it was like four hours before kickoff. Everyone's in the square, mm. and strangely, not really chucking down the beers. There were a lot of people having gin and tonics and mm. martinis. But by the time you know it gets close to kickoff, they've reached a fever pitch. There's mm. you know there's loads of singing and flares going off, and um, yeah, it makes for for a great atmosphere. Um, I think my Spanish uh, let me. I've only got restaurant in Spanish anyway, but even that slightly failed me. Um, I was being poured a brandy, and uh, McGill said to me, "You know, you've got to say when," uh, and I'm going, "Cuando, cuando?" You know, and they, they, it doesn't cuando, work like cuando, that. Cuando, 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 cuando. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Only, only we say when. I need yeah. to say stop. Yes, <laughs> I, I didn't see. Know the word yeah, for that. yeah, yeah. And um, why would you say stop? <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's, there's a limit to how much brandy you can drink, I think. Well, I um, uh, what about you? You've been any, anywhere else? I've been far, far more exotic places than uh, Spain, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margate and Whitstable. Do you actually live in Kent now? <laughs> no, South East <laughs> London, I call it. <laughs> um, you may remember last episode we were blending neck oil and hophead to create a neck head or mm. a hop oil. Mm. Um, Delicious. Well, I went down to Margate and spoke with Derek, with whom I did initially discussed the idea. Uh-huh. And uh, I told him we'd tried it. And, if you remember, that Conan the Blythe, yeah. when we ordered it, put his head round the bar and said, who's drinking my drink? <laughs> and he'd been drinking it all summer, uh, thinking he'd be impressed. Mm. But they've moved on. Yeah. They are so far ahead in Thanet, they're out of sight. Really? Derek and Noel have been, um, let me just have a look at my notes here. They are blending neck oil now with Whitstable Brewery Oyster Stout. What? <laughs> and I tried it. It's sensational. Is it? Yeah. It does does fizz up a bit in the glass. Mm. Um, but once you've had it, mm. you can, there's no going back. Right. 
And so I, you know, I'm going in and ordering like two, two pints of oyster, oyster stout, two pints of neko, and four pint glasses, please. <laughs> and the barman's like, yeah, are you doing an experiment? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yes, I am. I'm afraid we're, we're blending the neko with the, with the Whitstable Brewery stout. Have you tried it? He said, of course I have. <laughs> I've tried everything. I've blended everything. I think it's the job of a bar manager, he said, to try every possible combination of what you sell. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it was him, the one that said, you know, this is how you pour it. Oh. It, it, it will sort of um, fizz up. Um, anyway, it's absolutely yeah. delicious. So uh, I recommend a stout with a uh, session IPA now. It's my new right. <laughs> go-to. I no idea Kent was so far ahead. All right, well, it is the epicentre of beer and brewing. Hops, yeah, etc. Yeah, why not? Mm. Uh, meanwhile, along the coast, a bit in Whitstable, um, we were absolutely delighted to discover a tap room right on the beach. Uh, mm. It was called the Sea Farmer's Dive, and is a shack by Pearson's, uh, not far from the Neptune. Mm. And of course, the Neptune is great. Yeah. But if the if the Harvey's Sussex Best is off which it usually is, <laughs> there's nothing much else to drink. Yeah. You have to have a Guinness. Yeah. This place did a, you know, a range of a dozen top-class ales. Mm. The cloud water, double dry hopped pale, cool. was out of this world. Mm. And, you, and the beer garden is the entire beach. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. that's Whitstable. Mm. Um, look out for that. The sea farmers dive right on the front there. Mm. And uh, I think that's it from what I've been up to. Yep. The, the very last, I mean, the last thing I've done is come to the Griffin and order two pints of Beavertown. We're up to date. Yeah. <laughs> well, shall we move along to the, the news. news? The news. The news. 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 Pub and beer news first. Yeah. Um, the Plumtree Beer Shop uh, has reopened with seats inside now. Great. We got this via Pete Aves. Oh, I went to his album launch. That's something else that did. Oh, yes. You know. That's right, because he used to play with Stereo Lab, didn't he? He's uh, the High Llamas. High Llamas, that was yeah. it. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of Sean there. Yeah. yeah, he was in High Llamas. Um, yeah, so he, he got in touch uh, to tell us about the Plum Tree Beer Shop. Where is it? I can't remember. Plumstead. Plumstead, of course it is. Plumstead. Yeah, near the star. Um, so try that. What was the album launch like? Great fun. It's great, yeah, and it's yeah. really... Um, uh, he's, he's got a record shop, hasn't he, next to uh, something or other? Yeah, it, yeah, between the MMX Gallery and uh, the uh, the Albert Pub, and uh, in yeah, New Cross. It's a very, yeah, in uh, New Cross Deptford. Yeah, Deptford, um, yeah, New Cross Deptford. Right, and uh, yeah, so he's got a vinyl shop called uh, Since Records Began, I think. Okay, yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, and it was it was a very uh, modest album launch. He had a little yeah. sort of mobile, um, you know, record player yeah. on, a, on a little table oh, okay, out, out the front uh, on the New Cross Road. Yeah. And uh, he was dishing out lager from the shop and, you know, bottles of lager and said, but if you want a really good pint, go to Albert, the Albert and bring yeah. it back here. So we did that. It was yeah. great to meet him. And uh, Yeah. Have you heard the album then, obviously? Yes, I have actually, oh, yeah. I haven't heard yeah. it yet. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very good, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice to meet, uh, um, met some um, deserter readers and uh, got to sign, a, sign the odd book as well. Wow. Lovely. Well, thanks, Pete, for that. And uh, so that's the plum tree now open with seating again in Plumstead. The other thing I was going to mention is the Ravensbourne and Sister Midnight uh, gig. Yeah. So Sister Midnight are doing a live bands all day fundraiser at the Fox and Firkin on this Saturday, October the 2nd, for a tenner. Mm -hmm. 
Um, headli- headliners are Porridge Radio. Who are very good. They are very good. You, you might like them when you meet them. You might even fall in love with them. Uh-oh. Sweet. Um, and it, the, the fundraiser is to save the Ravensbourne and, and reopen it as a music pub. A, a community pub as well, is, is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah, you can buy shares in it now. That uh, would be great, um, so even though it's right by the, the, the Firkin, which is also a music yeah, pub. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of the Firkin, did you know that in the 90s their head brewer was Eddie Gadd? The, the Firkin, oh. Firkin Brewery. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I did know that actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They used to do like um, a passport, a Firkin passport for pub calls, and you, they, you'd Stamp the part, they'd stamp mm. the passport and give you directions to the next pub. Yeah, yeah. And you get a t shirt if you did 12. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also brewed at the Lamb, didn't he? A's pub in Holloway Road. Did he? Yeah. That's where he started, I think, as really? a sort of apprentice yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Oh. I think they said. Um, okay, uh, have we got any other more? Yes, we oh, have. Yeah, um, Antic uh, have applied for um, planning permission to open a pub in Rushy Green in Catford, so mm. opposite the, the Spoons, I think, around okay. there, um, to be called the Cat and Custard, so we'll keep an eye on that. It'd be good to, they could return, seeing as um, the Constitutional Club closed down. Yes, yeah, so they're looking for someone to reopen it, but obviously Antic aren't, probably aren't in the running. Uh, who, who? The council. Oh, right, right. Looking for someone to open it as a bar. Okay. And uh, the Save the Glamorgan campaign has been partially successful. That's a pub in Croydon, I think, South Croydon, I think. Um, They have been campaigning for a long time to stop the owner building shit flats Mm. there. And uh, the owners decided to sell up. And um, some of the uh, people interested are Cronks Brewery and Dorking Brewery. So hopefully that will be reopened as a a, uh, a going concern again. Uh, I was a bit concerned to hear that the beehive in Walworth has had its signage removed. Uh, it's, oh. the, it's the back street uh, yeah. uh, that, that was the start of Surrey Cricket Club, I think. Right. Well, back it in the day. It was the best, best pub in, best pint in Wal- Walworth, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, long been a favourite of the locals. Mm. Um, it is an asset of community value, which gives you hope, but the signage has been removed mm. and people are a bit worried about it, so more on that than none. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, or finally from me at least, the Orbit Tap Room has opened, again, just off the Walworth Road. Yeah. Um, really nice spot. Mm. It's, it's got a, you know, sort of a couple of arches looking through a metal fence into a green open field, and they've done it really nicely. Uh, so it's outside, inside for the winter, looks like it's going to be cosy with boots. Mm-hmm. And... Our friend of deserter Sarita yes. is doing her uh, doing, a doing a sort a pop-up, of doing she? an Indian vegetarian vegan food mm. pop yeah. up there right. in October. I think October twenty third to the fifth, or right. is it the first, the fourth? <laughs> Look it up. It, it, yeah, it's. I think it's the third week in October, the Thursday to the Saturday. Oh, okay. So we'll be going along there for one of those yeah. for sure. Great. Um, that's it for me on uh, pub and beer news. What about you? Uh, yeah, that's it for me too. Thank God we can go on to crisps. If there's one <laughs> thing I like more than beer, it's crisps. I'm going to have a crisp. I've got a Tato smoky bacon here. You've gone off early, haven't you? Mm. You've gone off early. Um, okay, uh, what have we got, the crisp-wise? Well, well, both our correspondents have been in action again. Mm. I mean, what would we, what would we do, that, do without them? I don't know. Um, Ned spotted something, I thought you might like this. They're called Dirty Fries. Mm. Mm. In the co-op. 
I think I would like those. They're potato snacks cut into hollow chip shapes. Interesting. Uh, about the length of uh, a Rizzler, which he uh, illustrated on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, using a packet of licorice flavoured Rizzler, um, um, and they have a, s- a spiced cheese seasoning. Dirty fries dirty. for dirty sound. Yes. Um, and, S- and goose. What about goose? Goose been to Spain like you. Mm. Um, and he, can't, he's been threatening to give us this for a little while. What? Fried. Bravo. Fried egg flavour. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bacon and egg. This is going to go well together. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's a very big packet, isn't it? It is. I don't know why I've opened it like that, because we're, we're not going to get through then. We're going to have to stay in the pump before we finish. It's quite eggy, isn't it? I was about to say it's quite mild. I mean, it depends how much flavouring you've got. I mean, egg is a difficult, difficult flavour. As we discussed before, mm. should be right because it's egg and chips basically. Mm. But I'm mm. not. No, I'm getting, I'm getting egg from it. And it's a little perhaps subtler than the I think slabs. It's, one. It, it is. It's subtler than the egg and chips flavour from slabs, isn't it? And probably slightly better for it. Mm. But thank you very much to you, Goose, for the fried egg flavour crisps from uh, Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, Walkers, Walkers have got a new range. Summer's fading, but Walkers Autumn range is coming. Oh. Actually, it's a local restaurant range, which gives you fiver off local restaurants with every pack. Really? Yeah. And the flavours are Madras curry, chicken burrito, Thai green curry, and fish and chips. What? They should be in the shops now. Insane. Fish and chip flavour crisp. We'll have to try something. I mean, I fancy Thai green curry. Mm. And I fancy fish and chips. We should try those next time. Yeah. Chicken burrito is probably just going to be roast chicken flavour, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. I'll go for the Madras ones as well. Definitely. Mm. Well, something uh, to look forward to next month. <laughs> absolutely. And then uh, as a finale, Lay's, you know Lay's, they're the mm. international brand of walkers, aren't they? Um, I've come up uh, with a new flavour that uh, my name is Lorraine on Twitter Laz uh, shared you're not going to like this mate I haven't got a packet with me is I'm it, is it pink jeans? oh my god <laughs> cucumber flavour crisps oh fuck <laughs> off <laughs> as we learned last episode you have a sort of uh, pet loathing of the cucumber and Lay's do a cucumber flavour crisp. I mean, is that 90% water too? <laughs> it's got to be, um, I mean, I don't, there's not, don't knock the things that are 90% water to make you drinking one. I mean, the, I can't get my head around it. There's a picture of crisps on the front and a sliced cucumber. No. Someone asked Laz on uh, Twitter, does cucumber even have a flavour? <laughs> and uh, Lorraine replied, yes. It tastes of cucumber. <laughs> I think we're going to have to try to get a packet of those, aren't we? Uh, because, yeah, as I was saying, you know, last uh, episode, we learned about your loathing of the mm. cucumber. 
and your inability to eat it. And we should see if it, maybe you could eat it in a crisp. crisp yeah. It could be the texture. Could be a gateway. Could be a gateway. Could be a gateway. Um, absolutely amazing. Uh, Lay's cucumber flavour crisps. On to other news. Yeah. Is there other news? I, I don't know. I've covered it up with all the crisps. <laughs> um, oh, yes. An article in The Guardian saying that too much free time lowers your sense of well-being. Yeah. Who would have thought? I guess it's uh, that kind of, you know, too much of a good thing. Yeah, I mean, but it said researchers have found that while levels of subjective well-being initially rise as free time increases, the trend does not necessarily hold for, for very high levels of leisure. This is a, a, someone writing in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. Um, they reported that they analysed results from two surveys, 35,000 participants. There's one problem with the study, in my view. They found that two hours plus leisure time increases your sense of well-being, and beyond that it dips or remains the same for up to five hours. What about people who are doing now for more than five hours? Mm. Yeah, they're really important people. No one asked us. No. We're happy. We're ecstatic. <laughs> The study seems designed to me to support capitalism and production and the labour market, and so our message to the perpetrators of this study is, as ever, fuck off, <laughs> thought police. <laughs> we, want, we, yeah, we enjoy leisure and we demand more of it. Five-day weekend, nothing less. <laughs> on to happier news. This is the news that we, uh, deserter, are cashing in on the craze for NFTs. Oh, yeah. Um... That's a crypto thing, is it? Blockchain. Yes, exactly. It's like a, a ledger, a token, a token, mm. um, whereby uh, memes and other digital assets can be owned um, and change and did change hands. Are we rich? Not yet, okay. but we'd be fools not to get in on the, on the craze mm. um, of NFTs. Uh, you know what it stands for? No. Not fucking telling. <laughs> uh, they're non-fungible tokens and uh, we are selling let's have a look well we're selling our first tweet £500,000 <laughs> or rather bidding starts at £500,000 um, the tweet is if you're interested uh, chips for dinner fucking A hashtag chips laughter and we're also setting the source code for our website homepage for $2 million. <laughs> and the ISBN, ISBN number of our first book, Today South London, Tomorrow South London. Mm -hmm. uh, just to be clear, you don't get the book, uh, you just get the ISBN number. <laughs> 50 grand. Um, you've been looking into blending other substances. Yes, well, I, I saw an article on the HuffPost about uh, a woman taking her dad to the weed shop for the first time in, in Nevada, and he, mm. him, him saying, we've waited 40 years for this. And, yeah. Um, but uh, he was in telling her all about weed, basically, the different types. And you've got the indica stuff, I think that's the calming stuff that knocks you out. Okay. The, the sativa, I like that. Sativa stuff that that um, makes you active. I like that as well. Yeah, and now they're, they're yeah, well, that's that's great because now they're.
blending them together. So you're going to. But be, they're already doing it in Thanet. Th- yeah, they've been doing it for years. Actually, I think they have been doing it for years. Um, yeah, so you can be uh, you can be calm and active at the same time, or you know you can be sleepy and hyper. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, half gun, half life was doing his shotguns, wasn't he, for for years? Well, uh, yeah, hash, hash and, and, hash and skunk. grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah, and I like that. It's a nice smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Shove it all in. Put some crisps in it. <laughs> Not the cucumber ones. <laughs> and now, in something of a scoop for the pubcast, we're going to attempt a brief live link-up with US Open tennis champion and South Londoner Emma Raducanu. She prepares for Indian Wells. Yeah, OK, let me just uh, press this. OK. Hello. Can you hear us, Emma? Hello. Hello. Uh, we're trying to reach Emma Raducanu. Yeah, this is Emma. This is Emma Raducanu? That's right, you deaf or something. You, you sound a bit different, Emma. I've got a bit of a cold. OK, Emma. Uh, what has life been like since your historic victory at Flushing Meadow? Fucking ace balls, to be honest. I had to put my hand in my pocket for nothing. And I've got a year's supply of chicken off Morley's. That sounds good. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners are interested in the outfit you chose for the US Open, Emma. Can you talk us through that? Sure. It's basically a tank top from Nike. Nike? Yeah, Nike. Rib trim. Classic V-neck. Big armholes for sweating and serving. Right. Then I paired that with a wet look skirt with a colour block mesh pleats which allowed a design to flow in play. Uh, all in red and blue for Crystal Palace. Okay. Emma, you, you won £1.8 million at the US Open. What are you looking forward to spending it on? I may not look it, but I'm a massive Ale fan. Uh, I like nothing more than an all-day session in front of the box. My local is the Bricklayers in Bromley. Uh, when I get back in there, them cunts will be all over me for a sherbet. Uh, Finally, uh, Emma, what's your tip for tennis stars of the future? It's all about the balls, lads. My system is take three balls, fuck one of them off, tuck one of my knickers and fire the other one of my opponent at 100 miles an hour. Works for me. Thank you, Emma. Thanks, Emma. Emma Raducanu there. Wonderful to hear from her. And... uh, Big shout out to our commercial manager, Pompey Dunk, who arranged that interview for us uh, for just a couple of hundred quid, wasn't it? Wow, amazing. Okay, uh, we should probably get on with Pub Quiz 2, yeah. do you think? We're, we're, we're going to be going back to Nine Elm Station, mm-hmm. looking at it from the outside, yeah. and riding it to Battersea Power Station. Station. Picture Battersea in your mind, mm-hmm. if you can. I can't, but if you, know, if, you, if you can, it'll help, I think. Yeah, picture the power station. Picture the power station. That's right, because I think we've got, the way we're going has got a view of the power station. Or had one. Mm. Last um, there. This uh, Battersea pub, currently very decked out and very florally, was originally built in 1789 to mm. commemorate the marriage of the Duke of York to the Princess Frederica Charlotte of Prussia, or Fred for short, and is now run by the same people as the Griffin. Yeah. So there is a clue mm. in that marriage, and uh, 
for one English pint, where are we going next? Name that pub. Here we are at uh, Battersea Power Station Station. Yeah. It's a little bit, looks a little bit like Nine Elms Station. Yeah, I mean, not the design classic of the uh, ju Jubilee line extensions, I don't think, but um, nice. Yeah. Uh, three stars out of five. Okay, well, we're, we're back, and here we are at Batsy Power Station. Uh huh. First thing I'd like to say is Friday flavour crisps. No, no, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. When, when they repeat on you and you're wearing a mask, it's that's not, not, it's not pleasant. That's not a good feel. It's a double it? repeat. Yeah, that's no good. I don't want to be about involved in that. No. Um, so thanks, thanks, Goose, but no, no, no. So um, yeah, we're 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 opposite Battersea Power Station station now. Yeah. And uh, we're in the Duchess. Hmm. Uh, They've slightly obscured, well, almost completely obscured the view that we yeah. once had yeah. of the power station itself, which is a shame. You can still see a couple of chimneys. Yeah, it is a shame. I mean, the, when we came here before, yeah. we had a beautiful Pre dessert. I mean, yeah. it's a windy November, picture a windy November night. Two aimless assholes wandering <laughs> around London, stumbling across this pub. It was just a wooden. A woody interior with nothing in it. We're the only ones in it, mm. and uh, no decent beers. I don't seem to remember. But they had a magnificent view of the power station. Yeah, and we couldn't believe it was not more popular. Mm. Uh, and now it's been obscured by, frankly, awful fans. Um, but anyway, you know, a decent pub, as we say. It's the it's the bell bell chain, so that the view of the sports screens from every table is impeccable. Yes. Which is just as well because you can't see the power station. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the, no, no car scale again. No car scale again. That's just because this is part of the, the Bell uh, group. Isn't yes. It? So I'm having a blend of neck oil, their stout, and a half pint of gin. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, fan it. Um, okay. Uh, that was our pub to reveal, I suppose, wasn't it? It was a bit half-assed, but we are in, of course, the Duchess. The Duchess Bell, now. Or the Duchess Bell, as it's, give it its full name now. I'm just going to call it the Duchess. Yes. Uh, I'm not playing their branding games. No, and they're not playing it very well either, because they've got a bell outside. And, uh, What's that all it, about? It's not spelt like that, no, is it? No, it's B-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E. Yeah. so it's totally irrelevant. This Never country. coming here again. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You're a bomb dosser. Uh, yeah, I've got one. Um, yeah? Who we got this week? Can't wait, can't wait. Yeah, I don't know his name, is, 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 um, but in, in 2009, a Seattle man showed up drunk to his job at the Magnolia QFC grocery store, and instead of passing out peacefully in a nest of cornflakes packets like you or I might have Yes. Done, uh, he started swearing at his co-workers and throwing stuff about, and uh, they called the cops. Yeah. Before the cops showed up, the man grabbed a squeeze bottle of Cheese Whiz and used it to write an impressively legible I quit on the storefront's window. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. 
good lad. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, he's in the running. I've got a couple actually. I've got Etty on Twitter, uh, whose handle is Anxiety. Mm. Um, she wrote, guys, I did it. I really did it. I made it through a paid whole work day without doing a fucking thing. <laughs> no emails were received, no colleagues spoken to, literally not an ounce of work. Miraculous. And um, hero, hero. I, I was pleased to see that she got a quarter of a million likes. Which <laughs> <laughs> gives you encouragement for the future, doesn't it? Mm. And then, um, did you hear about Jens Harning? He's a Danish artist uh, who was given $84,000 by the Danish government to use in a work of art. But no. he delivered two blank canvases, <laughs> which he'd titled, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, that's pretty impressive. That is isn't pretty it? impressive. I mean, yeah. the, the irony is, everyone's a winner there, probably, aren't they? Because the government are now sitting on two paintings worth a lot more than eighty-four thousand dollars due to all the press about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But nevertheless, I think, and, and they can use them for a painting. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do you fancy out of those three, then? Yeah, I, I think I fancy. Was it Jens? Jens. That's, yeah. that's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jens. You're a bomb dosser. Social media scene. Oh, is it? Could it be? I love it. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> it's a very cool phrase, apart from anything else, isn't it? Very cool phrase. Um, let's have a little round of what we've been enjoying on social media scene. Yeah, I uh, enjoyed something on um, on Reddit, on uh, the Ask UK subreddit. Um, this is from, uh, as you'll see, an American um, poster. Uh, she said, when I watch TV shows and movies set in the UK, they make it seem like people go to the pub fairly regularly and it's a normal thing to do. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is this really how it is? For example, here in the US, if you go to bars multiple times a week and mention this to people, they might think you're an alcoholic. Mm. Which is fair because at a lot of the bars, the only people that are regularly there during quiet times really are alcoholics. <laughs> as, as in they are drunk a lot of the time. Yeah. But it seems like in the UK, people might go to the pub regularly and not be an alcoholic. What's the reality? Do actual UK people go to the pub once or twice a month, usually? Or do people really go to the pub all the time? Yes. I mean, I saw that, and it, you know, it, um, it got a lot of like ha-has around it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I was left thinking, do people go to the pub all the time anymore, or is it just us? <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a good question, but I don't think we're alone in going to the pub. No. Not very often. I don't know how often I go to the pub. I'll tell you what we should do for the next episode. We're going to keep a list of all the days we go to the pub. Okay. You know, it's like a sort of... Like we did with the units once. Except we don't care about the units. It's just when we go to the pub. And we'll see. Mm. We'll see how often we go to the pub. Yeah, yeah. Um... Because I suspect we go to the pub more than most. Yes, I think we do. And yeah. even that might not be that much anymore, due to other commitments. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Anyway, That's we're in the pub now. That's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> Until um, second of the day, I was in two yesterday. Yeah. It was only Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, it was from tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. From tomorrow. 
Um, it reminds me actually of when we were in Palm Springs, me and the missus, with the family, and we were staying in the Ace Hotel. We got there for the time for lunch, and we, we ordered a, a bottle of wine with, with dinner. Mm. And uh, the waitress said, a, gl a glass of wine. We said, no, a bottle of, bottle of wine, please. She said, two, two glasses of wine. <laughs> and we said, no, we like the bottle. And she said, a bottle of wine. <laughs> yes, please. Two glasses. She looked at us like we were aliens. Wow. And this is the Ace Hotel where, you know, it's supposed really? to be rock and roll and yeah. Jack Daniels and all that. I mean, it's, it is different in America, isn't it? It I mean, is different, it, yeah. You know, you, people rarely just, I don't know, do they go for a drink? I mean, do, I think saying, do you want to go for a drink, might be... A bit unusual. be unusual, especially in, like, California, where you've got to drive everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, L.A., I mean. Yeah, even if you want to go to, like, a lovely tap room, you've got to get in your car and drive. So someone's got to drive. They can only have one mm. or none. I don't know what the laws are over yeah. there. Yeah. Or, in your case, 20 and try and drive back. <laughs> Pop an acid at the lights. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh because you killed that person. Um, anyway, on with the scene. <laughs> Mr. Chicken, if I can mm -hmm. call you that. Oh. <laughs> um, this is Chicken Shop Signs. Nick Walker wondered uh, on Twitter if the second best South London chicken shop name after Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect chicken in, I believe, Forest Hill, isn't it? Mm. Uh, might be favourable chicken. Oh, yeah. He likes that name, like favourable. It's not like great, it. but it's favourable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think there's one in Lee's, one in Gypsy Hill. There's a couple of them, aren't there? Um, which prompted Richard Marston to point out that almost all of London's chicken shop signs are the work of one man. Really? Someone's cornered the market? Yeah, his name is Morris Casanova. I'm not making this up. <laughs> it's Morris Casanova. He's also known as Mr. Chicken. <laughs> and through word of mouth, basically, if you open, uh, own, open a chicken shop, you get in touch with Morris Casanova, and he will, to your brief, create you a chicken sign. <laughs> Morris Casanova, this is according to the Metro, um, is responsible for about 90% of all the chicken shop signs. <laughs> in London and they've all been designed by him and his company and he works from as I say briefs from uh, supplied by chicken shop owners um, the Metro asked him what were the funniest sign requests he ever received was and he, he said he, he spoke about one guy over at Lewisham who had a lot of like computer images and laptops around his uh, around his chicken images huh? and he wanted to call his shop chicken.com <laughs> Uh, but Maurice Casanova said we talked him out of it and gave him a more regular sign. But I, I, I find that slightly disappointing. I would yeah. definitely go to a shop called Chicken.com. Mm. Chicken.com? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hats off to Maurice Casanova, a.k.a. Mr. Chicken. <laughs> um, and finally, f uh, in the scene, I've got a tea letdown. Um, shit, I didn't write his name down. Someone on Twitter posted. <laughs> um, lemon tea tastes of lemon. Peppermint tea tastes like peppermint. I was devastated when English breakfast tea didn't taste like a full English. <laughs> I'm 33. <laughs>
Excellent. Well, that's about all we've got time for, isn't it? I think so. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And thanks to Emma for talking to us. Yeah. Um, you can buy this podcast <laughs> for one million euros. <laughs> Just okay. get in touch with Pompey Dunk. So does that mean that, you know, if you buy it, nobody else can listen to it? No, 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 no. Sorry, yeah. When I say you buy this podcast, yeah. you just buy the word podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you up to? For the rest I think of the- I might uh, take a load of Neurofen and have a nap in the bogs. You were out <laughs> last night, weren't you? I knew you weren't at your sparkling best. Um, well, I might wake you up in a bit because... Um, you know about my autistic completism? No. No. <laughs> I might have just made it up. Um, now you've mentioned the Prince of Wales in Cleaver Square mm. in Kennington. Mm. I've got to go there. I have to go there. Okay. And, I'll um, give you a hand, shall I? Yeah, you could give me a hand. Get me to Kennington. All right. The Northern Line Extension. Mm. Back to Kennington. And uh, have a lovely pint. Young's Pub, isn't it? Is it Shepherd's No, don't scare me. Um, <laughs> And uh, have a game of ball. Yeah, remember the last time we, we went there with half life? <laughs> oh my god, he got these surgical gloves out of his bag. He terrified them, didn't he? Terrified them into defeat. Those old boys, we had a game of, a game of balls with the old boys. I'm sure we offered the old fellas some damn MDMA, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have killed them. <laughs> well, I know we won the game. <laughs>